0: We'll Hi there, I'm Lisa Capala. Welcome to Where's Wilmington? I'm very excited today to tell you that I have Dr. Brad Jackson. He likes to be called just Brad. Please. Superintendent of Schools for Holliston Public and a local Wilmington resident who has been voted Superintendent of the Year for 2020.
1: That's correct. Kudos to you. Thank you very much. And
0: I know you don't like to focus on that, so we'll just sweep that out of the way.
1: I would appreciate it.
0: So you've lived in Wilmington how long?
1: I uh, got married in 1982, and my wife and I moved... Uh, well, my wife is a Wilmington resident, Sweet. so I moved here in 1982. So I'm a newcomer Yes. in Wil- in Wilmington parlance. That makes me
0: feel good. I graduated in 82, so okay. I feel pretty good there about you go. that. So where did you begin your career, or how did you begin your career that would lead you to being superintendent?
1: So actually, my uh, path to uh, education is uh, uh, took a little while. I actually... Um, went to Babson and graduated with a degree in business and uh, worked for digital and in the high tech industry for about 12 or 13 years um, and um, the uh, high-tech bubble kind of burst and um, I found myself looking for another opportunity uh, At the same time I actually was on the school committee here in Wilmington right. and uh, was um, was um, um, enjoying that work and, uh, as the opportunity arose to kind of rethink my life and my direction, I decided that working in schools was something that interested me and um, applied um, in some districts to be uh, what they call the business administrator, which is the person who kind of runs the operations of a school, right. like the cafeteria and the buses and the custodial and, um, and the finances. Um, and um, I, that's how I began uh, back in 1993. I was uh, so I've been working in central office in um, in school in school departments for um, since the, since then. I worked in New Hampshire. I worked in Wilmington uh, for four years in the Roman House. Um, uh, after I had left the school committee, obviously um, worked in Northborough and Southborough as the assistant superintendent, and then for the past. 16 years I've been superintendent of schools in the town of Holliston.
0: Interesting. How unusual is it that you did not come from a teaching background? Do many folks who end up being superintendents come from a solid teaching background?
1: Most do. It's a very, uh, it's somewhat of an unusual path that I took um, and um, was something about which I was somewhat sensitive for the longest period of time. Because I did feel a little bit um, like an outsider, mm. and who was I to presuppose how teachers should do their job? And okay. in the end, however, um, superintendents don't tell teachers how to do their job. I, um, so um, that's what we, that's what principals that's and assistant principals do. Um, superintendents think a little more strategically and right. big picture which actually lends itself to having more skills in the, in the business area. So. Right, so your
0: business background, you discussed your college years, right? Yeah. Probably helped you to actually step back and look at it from a more objective point of view rather than someone who already in the trenches teaching. Not to say that those who have gone that route didn't do it the right way. No, it's just But a, it's an interesting mindset that you would have that would be different than a teacher would.
1: It's just a different perspective, and right. both are equally valid. Um, and um, both are valuable um, in in uh, in leading a school district. Okay. The person who is my assistant superintendent in Ho- uh, in Holliston, excuse me, um, is uh, has come up through the teaching ranks. So together. We've always, uh, you know, I, I try to counterbalance that.
0: Okay. So, what does a superintendent do? I know many of our viewers watch the school committee meetings, and we see some of what Dr. Brand does here mm-hmm. in Wilmington. But what's your day to day really like?
1: Well, um, it's it's um, mostly boring with moments of terror. So, oh wow, um, it is uh, lots of meetings, lots of email, um, lots of phone calls. Um, Lots of writing, I do a lot of writing. Um, And um, then there's the occasional uh, crisis, if you have a student injury or like Wilmington just had a little problem in one of their boiler rooms where you have to kind of respond in an emergent way. Um, But for the most part, it's just keeping the wheels turning and ensuring you're focused on the big picture and the strategy. Um then on like days like today, as this is being filmed today, where um, I have one eye on the weather forecast, a right. little concerned about what the weather might be tomorrow morning. I'm
0: so glad you said that. So I'm sure everybody wants to know behind the scenes of how do you really decide when school's going to be closed? Now, you live in Wilmington. Yes. Your district is Holliston. Yep, which is about an so hour what, away. Yeah. What time do you get up to determine that? And are you nail biting when the weather people say something's coming?
1: I don't like it. Um, I don't like the night before. My wife doesn't like the <laughs> night before. I get pretty cranky and yes. pretty focused. Um, it is, uh, believe it or not, it's a very collaborative effort. Um, I, I, um, I actually, uh, when I worked in Wilmington and in, in the Roman House, I actually had to do it cancel school once when the superintendent was away. When I worked in Wilmington, but right. you typically. Um, cl- um, talk to the folks in DPW who are plowing the roads. You talk to uh, the uh, police department about the condition of the roads. You obviously watch a little TV and get a sense of what the weather forecast is going to be. Many school districts get customized weather forecasts um, about their particular area. Um, And then um, you collaborate with your colleagues. The one thing you don't want to be is you don't want to be the guy who has school when everybody else around you cancels right. and you look like a fool if, it, if the snow really bad. So there's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of uh, we, we try to kind of all jump off the pier together okay. um, whenever possible. That makes sense for two reasons. First of all, for safety's sake but also not you know, Many of my teachers um, and staff live in uh, surrounding communities, so it's not just about the road conditions in your own community, okay. but just in the general area.
0: Do you ever sort of feel like you can't make everybody happy?
1: That, this is you know? the most unforgiving decision you can make. Right. And because you make it at, f- I have to make my decision by between 4.45 and 5 a.m., and so that we can notify people. We have people who have long commutes. Holliston is a school choice district, so not all our students um, live in Holliston. They can come from other communities um, to, uh, to our school district. And um, so I have to make it a little earlier than some. Um, and, but when you make it at 5 o'clock, you know, the road conditions can be completely different at 7. At 8, at 9, and um, so it is, uh, There is, al- there are always a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks right. um, that are ready to tell you that you were a moron.
0: So learning self-forgiveness and staying off the community boards.
1: Uh, staying off Facebook that day <laughs> is a very good idea, yes. Excellent.
0: Okay, when you found out that you won the American Association of School Administrators Award, what did you think about that?
1: Well, it's... Um, it's, it's a very it's a very uh, challenging thing to process. You try, I mean, obviously a school district is not the work of one person. Correct. And so um, I am very, particularly because I'm not a teacher, I'm very reluctant and hesitant to take responsibility or to take um, kudos for the work of others. So I, I approached it with a source of pride and a sense of pride that my work was being recognized by my peers, and that makes me feel good. But it also um, makes me um, careful that I don't um, overstate uh, my role. Um, you know, I can't I, ever see you doing well, that. Well, just I, talking to you. <laughs> I, I I I appreciate that. I I um, I keep telling people that the superintendent of the year is not just a reflection of me, which at some level, I suppose, you could make that argument it right. is, but they don't uh, award that to people who lead lousy school districts. True. So True. Um, it is a reflection of our district and of the community that supports education in Holliston, um, just like they do here in Wilmington.
0: True. True. So, how do you feel the education system? This is a very broad question. Mm-hmm. Has changed since you began your journey on the path to where you are now. Oh. Funding, um, you know, diversity and inclusion. What do you see? Really, are the big hot button items that have come up as you've come up the ranks to so the top where you're at?
1: Well, I hope you have an hour, but um, I I have some pretty specific thoughts about that. Right. I. Um, I think we in education are at a time never before seen um, since the 1890s when uh, our current educational system was essentially designed. Um, Technology and the instant access to information that children and we have has made knowledge less important than skills. You have to have some knowledge, right? The wisdom
0: to back up, but you have to have you have to have practical, you have
1: to have practical experience. Sure. You have to have skills. You have to have the skills to communicate. You have to have the skills to collaborate. You have to have the skills to think critically and to analyze things. Um, so, where when I was in school, you took a test to make sure you could put these four battles of the Civil War in order from the from the earlier to the latter. Right. That information, knowing that, first of all, I've forgotten that, and most students forget that as soon as they walk out of the classroom, if that is what we're trying to teach them. But, um, and they can look that up on their phone if they ever need to know that. But understanding what the causes are of a Civil War right? and to be able to take that knowledge about what caused the American Civil War and apply that to what's going on in Syria or apply that to what's going on in mm-hmm. other parts of the world or apply that to, the, to Korea in the 1950s, to be able to take that knowledge and reapply it and then think critically about it. Right. That, those are the skills that students need today. So we have to ch- fundamentally change the way what we teach and how we teach it. And it is wow. revolutionary, in my view.
0: Don't you feel we have a responsibility, too, with the technology? It's one thing to be able to have that instant gratification. I come from a world where you looked it up in the dictionary. We had encyclopedias at home. And I love the instant gratification piece, but I feel like it's making us a little lazy or a little dependent on that, rather than using critical thinking. So how do we marry those two together in the education world for our youth?
1: Well, I first of all, I agree with you that that's a critical issue, and... Um, the tr- and I think the first thing we have to do is remind people of the truism that just because it's on the internet Correct. doesn't make it true Correct. and I think that's all the more reason why we have to create students who can critically look at information and analyze its source mm-hmm. so who who's, who designed this website? What is their purpose? What is it factual? Is it opinion? Right. Those are skills that stu- we must teach students today because if it's on the internet it's true right that's the right. that's the, that's the one thing we have to make sure So
0: you're talking about life skills yes. along with teaching which is a little bit different than the model maybe when you and I were
1: Absolutely. Coming up through
0: the ranks. How do you feel vocational schools play a role in this intricate piece of education? Whereas before it was everybody needs to go to college and now we're sort of shifting that a little bit. How do you feel that plays a role in what's ahead as superintendent? Well,
1: I think the role of vocational schools is a critical one in, in, um, in Massachusetts and in our country. And I think um, the the model of vocational education that we have in Massachusetts, and specifically here with Shasheen Tech, which provides an awesome, awesome, awesome education to our students, is critical. Um, I think we have to be careful. I think there's been a little scope creep, if you will. And we have to, be, we have to make sure that we don't duplicate services between vocational sure. schools and local schools so that they're cost-effective and cost-inefficient. Um, there's no reason why we have to have, um, you know, the same courses offered at Shawshank Tech that are offered at Wilmington High School. That that doesn't make sense to us as taxpayers. So I think we have to keep our eye on that. But I think there, are, I think the the skills, the real true um, life skills that one learn are universal. I think you have to learn how to read critically, whether you're reading a manual on a plumber's manual or whether you're reading a textbook on greek mythology but i um but i also think we have to respect and recognize that skilled labor plumbers electricians um, certified nursing assistants all of those skilled positions are critical to our economy and frankly we I think there are too many people who look down their noses at that and think college is the only answer. And I completely disagree with that. Just just uh, think about that the next time your toilet's overflowing.
0: Right, exactly. And what about the diversity and inclusion piece as far as education goes? How we're actually doing from where your standpoint is of making everybody feel welcome, included, and served.
1: Well, that's a big challenge too. and it's And diversity and inclusion... Um, has many, many different um, faces. It has some in the more traditional racial and ethnic areas, but there's also diversity of students in terms of sexual orientation, in terms of gender, in terms of gender identity, in terms of all of these different issues that, um, and views and uh, that students uh, bring to the table. And um, our and our schools are a reflection of our society, right. and our society is becoming more diverse, our state is becoming more diverse, our communities are becoming more diverse, we have differing um, income levels, um, there's all sorts of levels, and then we also have different abilities. Um, you know, one of the first... Um, entries into diversity in many school districts was the concept of special education back right. in the 1960s.
0: Interesting way to look um, at that. Which,
1: yeah. which was actually in many cases the first time when diversity was introduced into our public school system and, um, and it's, it's grown since then.
0: True. And we'll see more of that, I'm sure, as the times change and our school systems will reflect that. Yeah, hopefully. absolutely. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, though. That's oh, quite please. a lot of work for please. you
1: to do. Well, actually, you know, respectfully, it's actually I think what we have to re- remember is the, 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 the um, impact that has on teachers. All of the issues that they have to juggle in a classroom today is much more different. They have students who have social-emotional challenges. They have students who may have some defiant, and they may have ADHD, and they mm. have, the, or they, or English isn't their primary, the primary language they speak, um, or they don't have the same cultural norms or cultural references that we have right. that we brought to the classroom. Teachers have to juggle that m- more so than I do. So, mm. frankly, I think it makes the job of teaching more difficult, and why we have to respect teachers even more today than we used to because their job is so much harder than it used to be.
0: So that's why you have your ear to the ground trying to see what they need to make their job easier to do.
1: I am a servant leader. That's my job. My job is to serve teachers so they can serve students. And that's that's been my philosophy of how I try to lead, and um, it's it's if you'll excuse the expression, it served me well. Right. I hope it served my district well and my most importantly the students well.
0: Well, and obviously, based on your award, your numero uno, that says quite a bit. I know you don't want to talk about that. Anything final you'd like to tell our viewers today about what's next for you or just education as a whole? I'll give you an open platform.
1: Well, I thank you. I, sure. Um, I, I really don't other than to say that I have, um, even though I'm not um, – Uh, directly involved in the Wilmington public schools anymore. I've really enjoyed watching um, and continue to be a critical viewer of school committee meetings and watching the events unfold in our school system. I think Wilmington has much to be proud of. Um, I think this is an incredibly well-run town. I think this is a very well-run school system. Um, and I think Wilmington has much to be proud of in its school system, and I congratulate the school committee, Dr. Brand, and all the other folks who, and particularly the teachers, of which my, do- my one of my children is one of them nice. here in Wilmington, um, uh, because they do a fabulous job every day, and they're the people who really deserve the credit.
0: Wonderful. Well, I'm very proud of you as a Wilmington resident, being thank here you. and doing all these great things you're doing. Thank you And so thank much. you for the taking time out of your busy life so you can go and decide if there's going to be school tomorrow. Yes. You'll be up at, what, 4, you said? 4.15.
1: The oh, first text message will come your in poor about 4.15. Your poor wife. Yes, you, bet, you got that right.
0: Thank you so much for watching today. You're watching Where's Wilmington, and I'm Lisa Coppola just reminding you, the next time someone asks you Where's Wilmington, you tell them right here and right here on WCTV. We hope to see you again soon.